Miracy. I'm Bryn Tillman, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Social Sales Link, and we help sales professionals and entrepreneurs leverage LinkedIn to start more conversations on a consistent basis. So from very early on, I was in sales. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't recognize it as sales, but I knew that if I could build rapport with people, I could understand how they work, what they need, how they felt. I could get what I needed based on how they reacted. Now, that sounds very manipulative, but in the world of sales, really our job generally is to identify a gap and see if we can fill that gap. So my very first job after babysitting, which by the way, I walked around from house to house on my block, letting people know that I was available for babysitting and I was full after school, weekend nights. I had a great little babysitting career. And then when I turned 14, I could get a real job. So I got a job as a waitress and very, because I knew I could make lots of tips. And at a very young age at 14, I recognized if I could introduce delicious appetizers and desserts to my patrons, I would have a larger tip. So I was in sales. And so that just followed. It was just fun. And really why it was fun was because I talked to people to learn about them and learn about what they liked so I could serve them better, which ultimately increased my income. So sales has always been a quintessential part of my life, all the way from being pretty young. I started my professional career out of college. I was actually a new mom and the hospitality career was not conducive to raising a child. I needed a nine to five. So I literally answered a job in the newspaper uh, back in the day when we did that and got interviewed at Dun & Bradstreet and got the job very quickly, which was really rewarding. So when I got a little bored, I started asking questions to the callers and finding out how they were using the credit reports, identifying gaps that they had that these credit reports were solving and ultimately helping them by purchasing other reports that could help them succeed better in their business, information on companies that were buying from them. So, uh, you know, they absolutely loved it and ultimately was able to help them create a program where hundreds of these inbound reps were being taught exactly what we, uh, what I was doing. So I really helped at a young age create a sales center out of an inbound call center. Then I got promoted and sales has now been in every role since. So I'm grateful to have had that experience early on in my life. I remember staring at a customer's overflowing Rolodex when I was sitting on the other side of his desk, thinking if I could get my hands on that for 20 minutes, I could identify who he knew that I wanted to meet, ask for introductions, and I wouldn't have to cold call anymore. 
So when I saw LinkedIn a couple decades later, I recognized very quickly that this was the solution to my problem because I could search and filter my connections' connections to identify who they knew, or at least who they were connected to, run those names by them, and ultimately get a few really good referrals and introductions from my clients and networking partners. So when I saw that, that light bulb went off and I said, man, this is the most powerful sales tool I've ever seen. And it just keeps getting better. I have one client who made it at a time where all the odds were against her. She's in the staffing industry. And in April of 2020, there was no work. She took my class and she learned to export her LinkedIn connections and take inventory. Who are we connected to that we should be having conversations with? And about a half hour into that, she recognized an old client was in a new company. She reached out to that client and they ended up needing about $1.5 million of business, so they, and that, which is now well over $3 million in business. When there was zero business in the staffing world, Michelle was closing really big deals because she took inventory of her connections and acted on information that she wouldn't have known any other way. Everybody says when you start a business, you have to start with the end in mind. What is your exit strategy? And it's just something I never really plotted out. Uh, And my company seems to morph based on what my clients need. I can have a specific direction I want to go in. And then uh, based on the market and the industry and COVID and all the other things that come in, you know, that journey changes and it's okay to not always have a final destination, to not be working toward a particular goal if you're, you're really getting joy out of the journey. Ultimately, that's making it. At the end of the day, making it is when three things happen in your career. You're doing what you love you're really, really good at it, and people will pay you for it. And if you can do those three things, you're making it. What making it means to me ultimately is succeeding at a goal, whether it's a financial goal, if it's um, an activity goal, you know, making it for weight loss, making it for new accounts. Maybe you have targeted accounts that you close. You're like, wow, that was awesome. I did it, right? I did it. That's making it. And it it doesn't have to be your first million dollars. There are lots of things that will lead to your first million dollars. It doesn't have to be closing the biggest account, but it might be having the biggest account say wonderful things and introduce you to other people. So there's lots of making it moments. When I made more money in my first year as an entrepreneur than I ever made before in my company, that felt like at the moment that I made it. 
when I had a huge client renew with me, right? So I had the first year and then big, big contract, like career changing contract. And then I didn't have to sell them on the next year. They were just like, okay, let's do this again. I felt like I made it. Um, when I hired my first employee and then when I woke up and said, Hey, I have a team, I felt like I made it. And right now I am so proud of where our company is and the value that we bring to our clients and to our community as a whole. So in the moment I could say, man, I made it, but next year making it might look a little different. So I think all of the little, we made it moments keeps us moving forward. So will there ever be a time where I can just say, I absolutely made it and I'm done? Yeah, maybe 15 years from now when some big company buys social sales link and I'm able to retire, that might be the last I made it moment, at least career-wise. But for now, I hope I get lots more of I made it moments. I'm Bryn Tillman and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me on LinkedIn and you can download and watch videos and listen to other podcasts in our free library at socialsaleslink.com slash library. Making it as part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.